Amen. Welcome to Testimony Sunday. This is a great Sunday that we get to enjoy together. We do this once a year just as a way to celebrate the things that God is doing in the lives of our people. So I'm excited to welcome you to this, and I'm also excited to introduce our amazing people who are going to be telling us their God stories today. We have Sarah Rennie, and we have Jason Steenkamp, and then we also have Rebecca Geyer. So I hope you are as excited as I am to hear their God stories. We're going to hear them right now. Oh, good morning. It's so good to be with you the first Sunday of 2022 and be able to share um, some God stories. When, when Pastor Dave asked me just to share a God story from 2021, um, my immediate thought was, oh, I don't think I have anything. <laughs> 2021 wasn't, I had, to, I had to be intentional about thinking and remembering, and it was such a great exercise because I've been reminded about how good he has been to me. And I have had moments, obviously, in the year where I um, was, you know, reminded of just being saved and knowing my God who loves me and I have a father who looks after me. But, but generally speaking, um, I felt relieved that 2021 was over. And so I'm grateful for this exercise to recall his goodness and to be uh, reminded of how he does work and he is active in my life and in those around me. So I'm so thankful for this um, privilege to be able to be with my church family, church community on this first Sunday of 2022 and be able to share a little bit. So I thought of two ways in, w- in which God um, showed up. And one was more in the unexpected where I didn't, I was surprised when I, when I reflected on 2021 I remember thinking, I didn't pray for that. God just surprised me with his goodness, and it encouraged my heart. And again, reflecting on that, um, and I'll share two, two ways in which that happened. And then the second way was specific answers to prayer, where God um, answered very specific prayers. And I've been in this habit for a few years now to write down specific prayer requests uh, at the back of my Bible, and I've had to go to other books now to be writing my, my specific prayer requests. And I, I see from 2014 all these little check marks. And it's, it's, I love just going back to that and be like, wow, wow. Like it was so big at the time or it was small at the time, but um, his faithfulness. So I would encourage you to all practice that because it's, it's been a source of encouragement and a good reminder for me. Um, so the two unexpected ways, this is something I wouldn't have thought about had I not reflected um, was my parents' 50th. They had a 50th wedding anniversary in July. And, you know, of course, it's, that's the big year, right? And you want to do something. You don't want to have a huge event. My siblings and I were talking about, you know, what kind of huge event are we going to have for everyone? Like even two years prior, we were trying to plan that out. As COVID was going on and the pandemic, we just, we weren't sure. It was always like, well, we'll see. We don't know. We'll see what happens. Not sure. And then as we got closer and closer to it, we thought, we, we can't have a big event. Um, so let's have something really small. And even small, it was just after the lockdown. So we ended up just um, doing something called a kudo board, which I learned through my work, where you can do a digital messaging and just um, send it out to people. It's a link 
and people write messages, or they can add a video. And what was amazing about this, my parents didn't know we were doing this. Um, they just thought we were having my, my one, two siblings and myself and my kids at my house and having a nice lunch for them. But we did this kudo board and they sent it out in May to basically every contact they know. And my parents were missionaries overseas for many years. So we were able to send it to people in Africa. Like the word just spread. Can you just write a little message for mom and dad? Well, it was amazing to see the comments coming in and pictures and just people sharing how my parents impacted their lives. And that was, so what happened was we, we, we sat my parents down in front of the computer. My brother in Kenya was able to join. My sister in Greece was able to join online. And they, we just went through the slideshow of people sharing. And those people would not have been able to come had we organized an event. And they wouldn't have been able to share how my parents had impacted their lives. So that was just this cool, thank you, God. That was unexpected, um, but it just a really neat uh, way that he, he was good and is good. The second way last year was um, just a couple of times where a friend called us up and said, would you, would you like to use our cottage? And um, one was my cousin, another was a friend, and so our family was able to go and just enjoy like a couple days somewhere. Um, so that was just a neat, neat gift from God that we hadn't even specifically prayed for. Um, but we needed that time of reprieve and just to break from online learning, the kids being online schooling and just sometimes getting discouraged. So just thankful to the Lord for that. Then specific prayers. God's stories were we prayed for our daughter Anaya to find um, a good friend. Um, we, she, she changed high schools. Um, well, she, she went to a new high school for grade nine and different from where all her friends were going. Um, and we decided to put her in a Catholic school for, for high school, heard good things about it. But with the pandemic, most of the months in 20, so 2020 was hard. And when you were in school, you're really separated. And so she just, it was, it was really hard. She's picturing all her friends together at the other school. So we prayed about it. Um, we prayed that God would bring her a really good friend. And what happened was there was a friend from the other school who, was, who had created a Bible study. Um, and they were meeting online. And there was a few girls connecting online just doing a Bible study, meeting once a week. And so that was just a neat way that God uh, met her needs spiritually, but also socially online. And then, and then um, she also has met a very dear friend at this school that she's at, um, who's, they share similar values, they've had neat conversations, they just get along so easily and well. So a God story right there, I think. Um, and then the other specific answer to prayer that I recalled was uh, James and I praying for our neighbors and um, people in our community that we would be a light to those around us. And we've really seen in 2021 that we've actually been able to connect deeper with those people than we, than we would have probably without a pandemic. And so we're just grateful for times when we are able to get together. We have deep, meaningful conversations. We've been asked about our faith. We've been able to share the hope that we have. And even though there's been times where I haven't felt joy all the time or peace, I've struggled with some anxiety sometimes, um, God is so faithful, and I can be open and honest with 
my friends who are struggling with that too. Like, I, I struggle with that too. But I um, am able to come to the Lord for help, and he, and he has journeyed with me. And so the verse that I want to take into 2022 is a verse that will, is challenging me and is, is something um, that I want to grow in. It says, it's Romans thir- uh, 15, verse 13, and it says, uh, May the God of hope, He's our God of hope. Fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him. And so it's that trusting in him. As I do that, I will be filled with all hope and all joy so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's not just for me. People need the hope of Christ. So I just pray that in 2022, God would continue to show up in me as I trust in him and that his hope would go out to the world who's lonely and struggling through this time. Thank you for letting me share with you this morning. Hi everybody, I'm, I'm Jason. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, yeah, so when Dave asked to share God's story as well, um, it was a really cool time of reflection for me as well, just thinking about this last year and the different times God has shown up. And the, the first thing that came to me was this year I've really grown in my, my living relationship with God, um, seeing God dynamic in my specific life, um, and answering prayers. Um, and, the, and the main way I've been able to see that is, um, so my, my, my beautiful wife is a nurse, so that has been a, an interesting year for us, and it's caused a lot of prayer uh, the night before a shift or uh, when we drop her off for a shift. Um, and that's given us a lot of opportunities for a consistent time of prayer uh, with specific requests from God. Um, and it's really nice because then 12 hours later, I'll go back and I'll pick her up and then I'll hear about her whole day and we we're able to um, intentionally or unintentionally see some of the, the answers to prayer God has had for us, um, which has been amazing. So oftentimes we have a lot of similar prayers as you can imagine, uh, but once in a while God will really just put a few other words in my mouth and... Um, those are really cool times. So one specific one was when God was asking. Uh, God made me pray that uh, Shannon would have a friend that day. Um, and I remember 12 hours later, I go pick her up, and she has this whole long story of how a mentor of hers from university uh, happened to be at the hospital and took a lot of time out of her day and just checked in with Shannon multiple times. Um, and it was just such a clear answer to prayer and God leading us to pray and then seeing God answer those prayers. Um, so overall, it's just been a very, um, it's been just great for both Jan and I's faith, just seeing constant prayers and doing that quick reflection, uh, like Sarah was saying, just writing down what your prayer requests were and then seeing how God was answering them. And this was a way that we we're able to see how God has been answering prayers throughout our, our year. And, um, yeah, there's even a couple of funny ones where Shannon will be in the morning say like, just don't pray that God will teach me something new today. I need a quiet day. I need to just rest today. I need, I need an easy day. Uh, she says she's been teaching me too many new things recently. Um, yeah, so it's just been a really, it's just been great for us to have this consistent time of prayer and reflection 
and we've been able to have so many little God stories like that. Um, yeah, and that's, that's been something that we've learned this year. Hello. Hello? I don't know how high up I have to hold this. I don't like microphones or stage, so... Hello! Um, okay. Oh boy, okay. So I have quite the journey to take you on this morning. Um, quite the journey. <laughs> I don't even know where to start, because when Dave asked me if I had a God story to share, or if I could share something, I was like, oh boy, like, I have all these little, like, breadcrumbs of God stories that have happened since September, and I don't really know what one to pick because they seem kind of strange on their own. And then as I was thinking about it, I felt like this is like an entire journey of little stories that all connect. So um, I'm going to try and take you through them as quickly as I possibly can. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's exciting to share, but also it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so basically in September, uh, I was hitting this point in my life where I was very overwhelmed uh, very, very overwhelmed, and and it was getting to the point where like I couldn't handle, I guess like the things I'd normally have to handle in my life, and that was, it was just a hard season of me thinking like, okay, well, what can I do, God, to like change this, this overwhelm so that I can go throughout my days feeling like I can do this, like I have peace. Um, I kept feeling like all through the day I'd have to be doing prayers the whole day, like God help me, God help me, God help me. Um, so anyway, that was like a season I was in, and during that season, I started to long for this change of lifestyle, this like a peaceful, a change to more peace, um, and it just like kept growing and growing inside of me, and I was like, okay, well like, what can I do to get there? What can I do to get there? And it was about like a month at least of just feeling this huge urge, like this longing for a more peaceful lifestyle. Um, Anyway, so that was kind of where it all began, was this, like, longing for peace. Um, and then something happened in our lives about a month later that, to me, was, like, the answer to that. It was like, oh, this will answer that problem. This will fix the problem. And, like, I feel like this is maybe where God's leading us. And I got really hopeful for about a week. Like, my heart was soaring. I was so excited about it. Um, and then it all kind of, like, crashed down. Like, it was a closed door. It did not happen. Um, and then... And then it was really, like, low for me um, that night as I felt that door was closed in our lives. And I remember praying and praying about it, and I wept for one night and whatnot. And that was good for me because, like, this is, like, another part of the story that's all going to connect. But I feel like we have, like, a natural way to be. And uh, growing up, I had a very soft heart a very soft heart. If a friend was going through a hard time and they were crying, I would cry. Like, if I heard something sad, like, it hurt my heart to hear about the sad things in the world. And then I feel like you can harden and harden and harden over the years, and then all of a sudden, one day, something terrible happens, and you're like, oh, that is so sad. But my heart wasn't hurting, and I wasn't able to produce tears. It was like, I no longer have that soft heart I used to have, and I can be hurt time and time again, and I'm just fine. Like, I'm not fine, but, like, I'm not going to I don't cry about it. It's like you can get to that point where you have a hard heart to take care of yourself. But then at the same time, I hadn't realized that that hardening of my heart had happened towards other people's pain too. And I had kind of lost this, this gift God had given me um, in my life. So anyway, that night I cried like a lot. And I was like, this is weird of me to be crying this much. And then, um, and then the next day, 
uh, I had a friend send me this, uh, they knew I had a hard night, and they sent me like this song about the joy of the Lord, and I was so excited about it, so that morning as I was off on my drive where I had to go to get the kids to school, um, I was singing it in the car, and I was like weeping and weeping, but singing about the joy of the Lord, and was so like, oh, this is what the joy of the Lord is, and it was all about like the joy of the Lord is your strength, so like when you're having a hard time, like he's, he's your strength, um, and he can still bring you joy even when, when you're sad. Um, so it was this really cool moment that happened for me, and then it just kept happening. Like, I just kept, everything made me cry, and I was like, who am I? Like, every new day, there was like five things a day that would make me cry. Either somebody shared something um, that was happening in their life, or I would see trees, all, all the forests. Every forest I saw, I was like, <laughs> I was just weeping. It was, it was really intense. So um, it was a funny, almost funny, because I would joke to my friends about how I'm like just crying about everything now, and it must be a hormonal thing. Um, but it just, it took me a little bit until I realized, no, like, I think that was God like letting my heart be softened again and kind of renewing that softness of heart um, that I used to have that I, had, that I had lost. So that was a really cool experience for me. Um, but then it didn't end there because I kept longing for that same thing. I kept longing for that peace. I kept longing for that life change. And I was like, well, God, like, if this is a no, then why am I still longing? So I had to spend, um, I had to spend a lot of time, actually, in prayer. And I would feel, like, multiple times a day, like, I need to surrender this to God because this must be a, something that's not of him, that I am just a human longing that I need to get rid of. So I would, like, surrender it and surrender it. And I even felt the need to like, be on my knees surrendering. Like, I need to be on my knees. I need to be like, I give it to you, God. I give it to you. I give it to you. It's not mine. That's not for me. Like, I want to do what you, like, I want to live what you want me to live. And I don't want to, if this dream isn't just a human desire, then I need it to be gone out of my life. Um, but it just wouldn't go. It was so relentless. And I was like, oh, just get it away. Like, God, like, this is obviously not you if it's not working. And then the one night, about two weeks in of this crying every day and this dream not being able to be stifled at all, um, I did some listening prayer. So I'm praying and I'm writing and I'm like, God, is this going to happen in a year? Is this going to happen in two years? Um, and it was a very specific thing I was asking. It was like a very specific, this exact thing. And I just got a no. So <laughs> I was crying again. He said no. Um, and, but then I felt, I heard him say prepare. And I was like, okay, well, Prepare for what if this isn't going to happen? If this isn't from you, what am I preparing for? I don't really understand, um, but that's what I got. And then it was interesting because two other times that week, I got people pray for me and say, oh, I hear God telling you to prepare. And I was like, oh, prepare for what? I don't have the energy to prepare. I'm so sad. <laughs> so I didn't even know what prepare meant, prepare my heart, prepare, I don't know what. Um, but that was what I was going through. So... Here I am, like, just every day giving this dream to God. Um, anyway, so, okay, where am I now? Okay, there I am. Then a really cool week happened where, and I don't even know what brought this on. It was this really cool, it's just all the things happening in my life the last six months. But um, normally when I, have, when I want to read my Bible, not when I want to read my Bible, I feel like I need to read my Bible every day, and if I'm not, then what not. I always feel bad. Like, what am I doing? I'm not abiding daily. And then I feel guilty or I've gotten to the point where I don't feel guilty, but then it's always like, I need to do better. I need to make a plan. I need to make a list. I need to figure out how to do this so that I accomplish this goal. Um, and then the goal is not being accomplished. Well, all of a sudden this week I woke up and I sat down. I used to have this thing, this is kind of bad, where I would sit down and I would tell myself, I can't read my Bible till I have my morning coffee. And when I have the morning coffee in my hand, 
no, I need to read my Bible. No, sorry, I said that backwards. I can't have my morning coffee till I read my Bible. And that would make me read my Bible. And I was like, this is so awful and human of me that I want the coffee so much. But I have to read my Bible to get my coffee. So anyway, this one morning, I go to read my Bible, and it's just awesome. Like, I couldn't put it down. And it's like, oh, I'm hungry, and I should get breakfast. But just one more chapter. Or, ooh, the kids are getting kind of loud over there. They're probably making a mess. But just one more chapter. And it's just like, I just kept wanting to read one more and one more chapter. And it was this, like, hunger I'd never had before in my time with God. It was super cool. And then it happened the next day. And it got to the point where I'd forget about my morning coffee. And I was just like, would get up and read my Bible. And I was like, where is my coffee? Oh, forget about that for now. I just need to, like, get as much in as I can. And I'll worry about my coffee afterwards. So it was this really cool week for me. Um, and it has continued. It hasn't been every single day. But that week, it was like every day. Um, and now, anytime I read my Bible, it's the same, like, just one more chapter, just one more chapter. And I was praying about it and saying, like, well, God, what changed? I don't really understand what changed. And I, and I felt him saying, like, this is what it's supposed to be like. It's, the, it's not supposed to be so hard to abide. It's not supposed to be so hard. But in our lifestyle, with the busy and with the way our world works, it is. And I felt like, it, like God was saying, like, it's not your lack of, it's not your lack of effort or that you just deep down are just bad at this. It's that this world makes it hard uh, for you to abide. Um, so that was a huge encouragement to me um, as well. And he's been very gracious in letting me still have that craving every time I read my Bible to keep reading, uh, even though I feel like the lesson, he taught me the lesson and now the world will probably come back in soon. But for now, I've been holding on to that um, time with him in the mornings. Um, okay. And then, whoop, 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 I'm probably out of time, but, oh, no, apparently I kind of, maybe, I don't know. I'm just going to finish. Um, okay, doke. Oh, 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 maybe, oh, no, maybe I should just leave it. This is, like, so long. If you want more things, you can, okay, okay, I'm just going to continue a little bit. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, okay. So then out of like what felt like nowhere, this was like a couple months into this whole experience, there was this like thing that came up, this like big new thing. And we were like, whoa, that's insane. That's crazy. But it like went along with what God was like kind of like preparing us for, uh, preparing me for, I suppose. And it was this like huge idea. And I was like, oh, this is like cool, God, but this is big. And this is like not what I was expecting. And this is not what I thought the dream was calling me to. And it does fulfill the dream for sure. But it's not what I expected, and I don't know if it's what I should be doing. Um, and it would be a life change for our family. So this, like, idea came up, and, like, even my husband, like, out of nowhere, I felt like he was like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that's what we should do. And I was like, oh, this is so strange. But it would have been hard in my heart um, to, to accept it because it's just so different than what I had expected, um, and it's funny because the other dream that I wanted was like a really like tiny version of it, like a little tiny baby version. And you know when like your kids are like, mom, I really want that, like some tiny like sad little item, right? And like you really you have some nice gift for them and they just, they just don't see reality. And it felt like that was like, it's like us with God a lot of the times. So he's like, no, I know you wanted that, but that was a no because what I have planned is, is bigger than that. Um, so anyway, this was happening, but, it, but in... But in it, it's a change, and there's, there's sacrifice in it. So I was like, can I handle the sacrifice? And I remember praying to God, and I wanted so many confirmations, so many confirmations, that I felt like Gideon, you know, with the fleece? It's like, okay, God, like, I need the fleece to be dry, but the ground to be wet. And then the next day, you're like, okay, you did that. But maybe now, 
Like, it could be the opposite, because I need to know that this is what you're calling me to do. Um, and there were so many little cool confirmations all throughout it. It was, so anyway, it was a incredible time for me with just all these little God stories. And where are my little things? Oh, sorry. I obviously did not write notes well. You should see this. It's actually terrifying to look at this because my words are like all over the place. Um, okay. 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 So this is at 1.2. This is probably like my favorite part um, is one day I decided like, okay, I have to do listening prayer about this more. So I was sitting down and I was praying and I was writing out like, okay, God, like how do I know the difference between, um, oh, 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 there's one before. Sorry, guys. My brain is everywhere. So before, um, when I was asking God about all of this, right? Um, wow. I really don't like stages. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I, the one day I heard God saying so clearly, like, I'm calling you out of the busy um, so you can hear my voice again. And that was, like, such an incredible word to get from God. Um, and that, like, caused lots of tears. But that's how I'd been feeling for so long, like a year of, like, stress and busy. And I can't focus, as you can see right now. I can't focus. Um, and, like, I just need peace. Um, and I felt like that's what God's saying. I'm calling you out of the busy uh, to hear my voice clearly. So, and then, anyway, so I'm sitting down, and I'm doing listening prayer, and I'm asking God, like, okay, God, how do I know the difference between, uh, between your, your will, between what you're calling me to do, and me just longing for, for peace and, and beauty? And the response was just not what I expected, which is always, I feel like, how I can tell it's God, because I would, you know, if I was writing, it would sound the way I'm saying things, like, very distracted and very confusing and not really nice words and, and whatnot. It would be different, but... Um, but anyway, the response I got from God uh, right away when I was writing was, but I've, I've created you for peace and beauty. Like, that's, that's what I've created mankind for. And I just, like, wept. And it gave me this vision of the Garden of Eden and how he wanted things to be and what he created us for and how different the world is now. So anyway, that's, like, my... That anyways, was very meaningful to me uh, at the time because to me that's something that's, like, a human evil thing. Like, if I'm longing for peace and beauty. That's me wanting a human thing for me. And that's bad, bad Rebecca. Don't do that. Um, but it was just was so crazy to think that, you know, God wants that for us. And no, it's not always going to be like that. Life is not always going to be peaceful. Life is not always going to be beautiful, but that is what he wanted for his children. Um, so anyway, that's the end of uh, my story for now. And hopefully I can come back up when the story is finished and share the end of that story with you. Thank you. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you so much that you are at work. We thank you for the beauty that you've created for us to enjoy. We thank you that we get to enjoy you. We thank you that even in a hard year, you answer prayer and you are working in people's lives. God, we praise you for the stories that Sarah and Jason and Rebecca have brought. And I pray, God, that as we open your word together right now, that you would just continue to inspire us and remind us that you want to be at work in our lives as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Church on the Rock. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> um, 
I have the purpose today of just opening up our, uh, our Bible together, and I'm just going to share a few words with you um, as we kind of reflect on this new year that we're opening up together. I love that we started the new year with testimonies because it's a reminder to us that we all have God's stories. God is at work in all of our lives, whether we notice him or not, and that's a really good way for us to start off the year. Just asking ourselves, what, what will our God story be this year? How will God be interacting in us and through us in 2022? I want us to also be asking these questions. Who do we want to be this year? And whose do we want to be this year? I think the first Sunday of 2022 is a great time for us to come back to basics. All of the people who shared today, they have a similar testimony and that we also share. All of us who are Christ followers have this testimony. We are saved by grace through faith. This is our story that we get to live in and we get to share with others. We know that on our own, we could never live up to our own standards, let alone God's. And our destiny was supposed to be death, separation from God. But just as we celebrated last week, God came to earth and he came to save us. In Jesus' death and resurrection, we get to have new life. That's exciting. It makes me think, too, that we get to enjoy this amazing relationship with God that, that we just heard about. God interacting in our lives now. And we get to do that with him forever. We get to live forever. Sometimes I just need to like stop and think about that. We're going to live forever, ever, ever. So, okay, that's the long view, but what does that mean about this year? What does that mean about 2022? He has good stuff for you to do. Let's look at our passage for this morning. It's found in Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. It says, By grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not, as a, res not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'm struck by the theme of work in these couple of verses. When I was reading it, I realized that it's trying to help us to get a good or a proper understanding of work. It's all about God's work. It's not in its foundation all about us. I feel like this verse gives us a chance to have a sigh of relief. We do not have to strive and work to earn God's favor, to earn his love. We actually receive it as a gift from him. It starts with him. We are his work. His work is building into us. It's building into his creation. And because of that, we get to do good work that he has prepared for us. So we don't have to get it out of order. We don't have to strive and struggle to earn our life with God. He gives that as a gift. But as we receive that gift, he gives us good things to do. We are not saved by work, but we're saved for work. 
Let's dig deeper into verse 10. It starts off, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. When I think of workmanship or handiwork, that's another way it's translated, I think of our artisans in our church family. We have um, Jana and Elena who are painters. We have Tim and Matt who are woodworkers. We have Kara and Shannon who are potters. And actually, Kara lent me one of her mugs uh, for today. And when I was thinking about workmanship, I was thinking about the love and the care that she pours into creating a mug like this. She chooses the clay. She sets up her workstation. She carefully forms the clay into the form that she has chosen for it. And then she patiently waits as it bakes and as she adds the glaze that brings out the beauty and the colors. And when we think about workmanship, we think about God's workmanship, that we are the mug that God is creating. We think about that, and it is a million times greater in terms of the care and love that he pours into each of us. I love actually looking into the original language of verses. Our New Testament is written in Greek, actually. That's the original language. And we translate it into English um, in order to read it nowadays. But sometimes looking into the Greek gives us a little bit more of an insight into the meaning of some of the words. So I looked up the word workmanship. And it's actually poema. We are God's poema. Can we say that together? Poema, poema. <laughs> you can tell people when you leave later today, I am God's poema. Um, and when we look at that word, it's actually only occurring twice in the whole New Testament. So that tells us this is a special word. The second time that it occurs is actually in Romans when it talks about creation. This is all that God has made. And I love that Rebecca mentioned creation. This verse is trying to remind us who our creator is. He's the creator that we see in Genesis 1. All of that amazing creative power and force that he used to create the universe, that's the creative force that he uses to recreate us who are in Christ. And that brings me to the next part. It says, we are created in Christ. We are created because of what Jesus did for us, and then we're also created in him. Ephesians 1, 22 to 23 says, And God placed all things under Jesus' feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body. So if we're thinking about human form, we're created to be part of Christ. He's the head, and we're the limbs. We get to do all the good work that Jesus has for us as the limbs, the members of his body. So that's exciting. That's who we are in 2022. We are God's workmanship. We are in Christ. And that means that he's given us good things to do. Verse 10 continues and says, For good works which God prepared beforehand. When I think about this mug again, Kara, when she was making it, she had a purpose for it. She thought, I want to make a vessel that can hold something delicious and refreshing or warm and comforting. And 
that's also what we can look to when we think of ourselves as God's workmanship. From eternity, he had planned to save us. He had planned to make us a new creation in him. And he had planned for good work for each of us to do. He actually knew that each of us would be in this room today talking about this and thinking about this. And that's on purpose. He has good work that he's planned for every single one of us in this room and for you at home watching online. That's exciting to me. <laughs> it also says at the end of this verse that these good works which God prepared for us beforehand, that we should walk in them. I've always been stuck on um, the NIV version of this translation of this verse. It says um, that the, the works were prepared in advance for us to do. And that's still true. We have good work that we can do, but it makes me think of a checklist. Like God gave me a to-do list or a honey-do list, and I am checking it off, checking it off, checking it off. It also kind of makes it seem like God's distant. But when I looked into the Greek of this part of the passage, it says, we are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that in them we should Peripateo. Peripateo means walk, but it doesn't mean just walking down the street. It means the walk that we have in our life. It means our journey with God. It means how we decide to conduct our life or live out our life. I think this is a beautiful invitation because this is not just God saying, okay, I have some good stuff I want you to do. It's his invitation, which brings us back to the garden, just as Rebecca was reminding us. In the Garden of Eden, it was good, and God walked in the cool of the day with the people he had created. And through Jesus, we get a chance to walk with him again, that we get to walk with him every day. And when we live out the good things he's planned for us, we do that as a way of life, not just as a checklist. So what can we say about who we are and whose we are in 2022? You are God's creation, created to do the good work he has planned for you. This good work becomes our way of life as we walk with him. I'm going to read that one more time. You are God's creation, created to do the good work he has planned for you. This good work becomes our way of life as we walk with him. So how can we make this practical? This is my question for us. I'm asking this question of myself as well today. How will you make space for God's work in and through you in 2022? I like what Rebecca brought up when she was talking about the world, how the world can kind of crowd us in. And Ephesians in, earlier in chapter 2 warns us about this. The world has lots of work that it's going to try to tell us to do, lots of things to take up our time. But they're not part of our created purpose. So it's kind of like trying to stuff something extra into the mug 
that wasn't really meant to be there in the first place. Yeah, that's neither refreshing nor comforting. I think I still have fuzz <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> so we need to create rhythms in our life that can fight back against the ways that the world tries to steal our time and even steal our priorities. And today, because this is our first Sunday of the whole year, this is a good time for us to pause and think about those things. Are some of our priorities and some of our commitments the world's work? Or are some of them God's work? I think it's true for all of us that we probably have a combination. I want to encourage you that the good work that God has, that he has planned, is good work for everyone who accepts him as their Lord. Nobody is exempt because of who you are, or who you think you, you can't be. Nobody is unworthy because he has actually made the decision to make us worthy through Christ. So we can't exclude ourselves. We're all called. And it's also for now. I love that our, our friends who gave their testimonies today reminded us that even in a hard year, God's still answering prayer. God is still helping us to connect with our neighbors. He's still helping us to find joy and hope and abide in him. So let's not wait. Let's not wait until the end of the pandemic or the end of um, a project we're working on at home or graduation or until we get our finances in order. Let's not wait. Let's do the work that he has for us now. Now, I wish I could just give you the the recipe for what the work is that you're supposed to do. But I actually can't give you that answer because it's unique to each person and the journey that God has each of you on. And so the beginning of that work we can do this morning, and that's starting to cultivate a sense of God's voice on our own and also in community. The only way we can know the work that God has planned for us and the ways that he is recreating us is if we have time in our lives to abide with him, to hear his voice. And at Church on the Rock, we believe that God speaks. Sometimes he speaks in thoughts or ideas, sometimes images. But we do believe that it's possible for each of us to hear from him. So I encourage you to... Think about how you can make space for that. Obviously, we know that spending time in the Bible every day and in prayer is a great way to cultivate that. But we also need to be in community because if we're not sure what God's voice sounds like, we need each other to teach each other and to discern together. So I encourage you to keep coming to services. I encourage you to join a small group. Journey together with other people. That is how God has designed it. He wants us to be able to discern what he's saying to us in community. I'd like to invite the worship team to come up. Um, I have a couple of suggestions for us um, as we worship together. Um, there are 
some papers on the tables over here and some pens. We know that if you write something down and if you tell someone, there's a great chance that you're going to be able to follow through on it. <laughs> so in an effort to stop us from having the New Year's resolution-itis, <laughs> we're going to actually just try to spend some time discerning as we worship and then have a chance to write it down. So I encourage you that um, as we worship through these next four songs, that you come to the tables that are right over here or over here. If you're watching from home, I, I would just suggest that you grab a piece of paper and a pen and just ask God today. Ask him, how do you want to work in and through me in 2022? And we don't need to ask him for major, complicated, complex things. Maybe he will show us something like that. But sometimes he just shows us the one step ahead. So I really encourage you that he wants to speak right now as we worship together. And he's going to be speaking to us in these next four songs. I also want to encourage you that if you are on the way to Christ, and you're listening to this right now, and you're just thinking, how can, how can I even know if I have a purpose? I want to really encourage you that we have heard from people today who have given us real stories of how God is interacting with them. And this room is full of people who would be able to share even more stories. This is real. God does have a purpose for you. And if you're on the way to him, the first step is just to commit to him. At Church on the Rock, we like to uh, talk about the ABC prayer. If you're on the way to Christ and you just want to make that step today to follow him and to be welcoming of that new creation that he wants to make you. Let's pray in this way together. ABC stands for admit, believe, and commit. Admit that you're not able to live up to your own standards, let alone God's. Believe that Jesus took the consequences for you in his death and resurrection. And in that work, he's invited you into friendship and family with God. And see is commit. Trust God with your life and see what he will do with it. If you would like to pray that prayer today, I'm going to pray it and you can pray along. And after that, I'm just going to pray for us in general. So let's pray. Lord, I do want to commit to you today. I want to see what your story will be in my life in 2022. I admit that I failed and I can't live up to the standards of goodness that you put in place. But I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me so that I could be part of your family. I want to commit my life to you today. Lord, I pray that if anybody has prayed that prayer, that you would help them to reach out and tell someone else and to begin this journey in community. And Lord, I pray for all of us that, God, you would begin to give us a vision 
of the good work that you have for us in 2022. Lord, I pray that you would answer us when we ask. Please just give me a thought, an idea, an image, even just one word that can encourage me in that today. Lord, we give you this time and we thank you for the opportunity to worship you together in community. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.